Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. This week we've actually got a draft for you. We performed a mock draft offline, if you don't mind, with some of the biggest names in the AFL Fantasy Footy Prognostication community. And a couple of lowly citizens also joined us. Cam, what's <laughs> happening, my man? Oh, man. I, I have uh, just a little bit of a squeaky special here. So, Warney gave me a bit of a sneak preview of their official AFL Fantasy Draft Kit for um, the the Traders Boys, which has some great info in it. It's a really good kit. And, Steve, you were lucky enough to participate in that draft, were you not? What do you tell you? Really? You're going to open up just fucking doing this to me? Yeah, yes, you were I in was. it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was. Yeah. I was. So I, I got a, a copy of that early, Steve. And, uh, yep. well, to my surprise, I, I look at the comments of the drafters where you kind of comment on your own team and how you feel that you've gone and all that sort of stuff. And I, I see this picture of an absolute fraud. A smiling... <laughs> a smiling... Bullshit. No way. What? Is it photoshopped? Is it photoshopped? I can smile. It hurts my face, but I can do it. (laughs) It's, uh, it's, look, devastating for the brand, if I'm honest. (laughs) Just want a photo of my testicles or something, or Epstein. (laughs) Just send in a photo of Epstein. Uh, Yes. We won. It's hard to. It's the. You know what the interesting thing is? Is being able to smile next to a team that bad. <laughs> Look, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, no, it is. It really was. Warney said, "Yeah, Warney sent it through," and I'm looking at that team going, "Oh my god, what what happened?" And, you know um, what? Like comparing the team to your smile, it's disappointing that what's most damaging for the brand is the smile. Um, I also, like, I feel like you redeemed yourself a little bit with this draft, though. Today, the mock draft. Yeah. yeah. Lessons were learned. Lessons were learned. <laughs> nice. Um, someone who never makes a mistake. Someone who's got a, like, a Harlem Globetrotters like record in Twitter polls. Stato, you're here. Yeah, it's it's nice to have burners and good to see Cam's following suit at the moment. It's amazing how many not Cam's burner, I think it's nine. Um, that's the that's the handle. Seems to be patting Cam on the back, so uh, it's a great little ruse that he sorted out there. But uh, we see right to it, Cam. Now, now, Cam, I do need you. This is all about drafts today, and I, I do need to you to share the little story of almost faux pas that you made drafting today. Almost faux pas. Yes, you're almost fucked up beyond belief. Picking Mr. Warner in the draft. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm also participating. Steve, you had your live draft the other week uh, for the traders kit, and I'm drafting at the moment for the uh, Keeper League pods, Keeper League, as it were, and I almost drafted <laughs> a uh, Corey Warner instead of a Chad Warner. C. Warner. It's fucking rude. Both play for Sydney. Come on. Very, very close to making a very, very bad first round mistake. And I think we also need to share with our listeners is we're actually flying a little bit blind uh, tonight. Unfortunately, the uh, uh, Western Victoria hasn't paid their internet bill. Um, (laughs) The service is not good at all. And uh, so at the moment, we've got cameras off. So um, we normally uh, react to our reactions, but now we just need to actually listen to one another, and that's never been done on this pod before. <laughs> yeah, but cameras <laughs> off, pants off, so uh, happy days. <laughs> uh, and we just want to thank everyone for joining us for this mock draft. We had Warney from the Traders. You all know Warney, uh, absolute legend and superstar. MJ from the Coaches Panel, definitely, I mean, you're already following them. Cover absolutely everything, salary cap, draft, keepers, in both formats, if you don't mind. Hef from the Keeper League, whose spreadsheet Who? work. Who? Hef? Hollywood? I, I don't... Yeah. Okay. You don't, you don't get in a Hollywood? He's, he's, 
I actually think he's Mark Wahlberg now with his 4 a.m. like oh, that's true. pumping iron sessions. Have you seen Mark Wahlberg's schedule where he's like up at 2.30, working out at 4, into the has 30 minutes of golf, goes in the cryo thing, prays for about 22 hours. I think he's no. just, um, yeah, there's a bit of no, Mark Wahlberg in him. Wow, there you go. Hefter. Eh. Anyway, a lot of good spreadsheets over there, so um, certainly worth signing up and supporting the boys over there. I've been playing around with the the spreadsheets, and it's a good resource. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Um, we yeah, had DOS, not just not so you know, not just the spreadsheets as well. Like, give a bit of a plug for the the breakout track. I reckon is a ripper. No, it was. I wasn't plugging that. I plugged it off. Um, <laughs> Fuck, what do you want? It's not... Jesus Christ. Hey, Manscaped, what can we say? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doss, well, you know, he was here. Coxie from Twitter, um, obviously beating Stato in the inaugural, keeping hey. uh, the inaugural list. Hey. What, a, what a man. Jono, who you know, and Matty Faz, who... Holy fuck, we were on a 12-hour timer, and Matt, Jesus Christ, get it together, oh. bro. It was can, bad. Yeah. Um, can you actually, when you do drafts, can you actually have the settings where... Uh, you have 12 hours per pick, but certain players you can select that they max have 15 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We need that. We need that. Yep. Faz um, boy, I love your articles. Your draft and not so much. Yeah, not so much. Uh, picks that down for the boys. Uh, so there's a lot of news this week. Ben King did the ACL. And look, I've got to be honest, if, if our Gold Coast Suns can't make the, the finals with a forward line of Mabby Chol and Levi Casbolt, well, maybe we're just making up the numbers in the first place. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just pretend this. Anyway, uh, some Listener League news. we got the live draft in Melbourne on the 26th of February. That's a Saturday, 12 o'clock. Still need a couple of people. Uh, believe it or not, we didn't get all the dioramas we needed. Uh, so if you want to join us down the, uh, in Moorabbin for a couple of beers and the no-list draft, my God, uh, that'll be on the 26th, 12 noon in Moorabbin. No flakes. Just um, hit us up on the Twitters, DMs. And uh, the interstate people, we will be doing an online draft for you very soon. When I say interstate, I mean non-Victorian. Of course, you're in your own goddamn state. Onto the mock draft, boys. Onto the mock draft. It was a three-four-one-three on the AFL Fantasy uh, website slash app. Warney helped us set it up. It was looking pretty grim for a while. So the great man stepped in. What did you? Th- what were the? What were the initial takeaways? Um, obviously, I did the the draft the week before. I learned a lot from that. Uh, what, what did you guys learn from this one, Cam? Why don't you kick us off? Yeah, my my first thing is uh so almost every year and I feel like you know, since I've been on draft doctors actually it's been a, a really good strategy to punt forwards, but it is it it feels like you just can't this year. And it's actually punt defenders. Defenders bat so deep. Um, for people that are probably gonna score seventy nine to eighty five. As soon as you there was a point, I think it would have been probably pick 60 or maybe slightly after where the best forward available was, you know, you're, you're looking at Connor Rosie at that point. And it's, geez, it went early, our forwards. That, that's probably my first first thought anyway. Yeah, and I concur. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, I actually thought, saw a few... Uh, punting defenders. So I thought, well, this is, it's a mock, just playing. I thought I'll jump in and take uh, quite a few um, in the early to mid part of the draft. So just lock my defenders away and then I can play in everyone else. But as Cam said, the, we were pretty thin, both in midfielders too. I will say there's a lot of jags in midfield. Um, and so they were dry early. I still think I come away with a good squad, but um, I certainly uh, look at selection 65 and 76. I should have been uh, lock and loading my forwards by then rather than spending uh, time elsewhere. There's no doubts about that. Yes, so it was probably interesting in the fact that... um... Both you guys, well, probably myself as well, we actually all took, I'd say, upper, like top five, top six rucks. 
which we're probably yep. traditionally punt ruck players. To me, in this draft, maybe it's because um, everyone here sort of knows you'll get uh, good value rucks later on. To me, I, I sort of, you know, Cam, you got Sean Darcy in the at the start of the third round. Stato, you got um, Riley O'Brien in in the fourth round, and I got Rowan Marshall in the fifth. So, I mean, you're probably typically not going to see that in in most drafts. I wouldn't have thought. And and no. yeah, on the, on that, Sorry, I actually sixth think it's on Rowan Marshall. Yeah, it six. started at six or, or close to early six, I think it was for you, Steve. I, I kind of think it's a year that for Rucks, there's such a big drop off from those top yeah, five. Like you're basically time. going Grundy, Gorn, Darcy, Marshall, Rob. Like if you miss, like, and so I was top of the draft, right? So I, I had pick one. I've got twenty oh, picks how good before. Are you? No, 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 I'm just. I fucking hated. I'm top pick, of the draft. I fucking I'm hated fucking number I, one. I hated pick one. To be honest, I, I did you really? Yeah, Why? Awful. Uh, I'll talk because it's a it's it. a long run home till you get your second pick. I suppose you've, you've got twenty picks, right? And so if if I, you know, my concern was there's such a low amount of rucks that can be really good this year, and the drop off is so big that you've got twenty picks to risk not having one. And, yeah, and, and that was uh, I, I found that really challenging to be honest. So so tell us what you did in that return. So obviously you took Jack Steele, so that's just basing yeah. on high score last year, which I, I know what he what he actually do, but yeah, let's face it, he's up there. So what did you do when you finally got back? So you would have been sweating seeing all these good players go off the board. Yeah, so I I mean the dream, right, especially this year, because there's so many good players that can be a sort of forward or defender that score you as good as a midfielder. Um, I, I was hoping that one would slide to me, but it just didn't happen, right? So four, four picks before me, uh, my second pick rather, I was in a pretty good position. And then literally the next four picks were Dunkley, Whitfield, Lloyd and Hall. And all of a sudden that chops off your, your top tier yeah. forwards, your top tier defenders. And I was kind of left in no man's land because I also think that for those positions is a fair drop off. And so I de-risked it by, you know, another position by taking Darcy. That was the thought anyway. I'm not, I'm still not sure it paid off, but um, yeah, that was, that was the thought. What pick would you have preferred? Um, my favorite pick at the moment, if I'm using the mock draft, the mock draft site and just looking at um, how this draft went as well, it's actually probably third or fourth. I feel like you can get one of, you know, Titch, McRae, Steele, Took, and still land a Dunkley, Whitfield, Lloyd, Hall on the way back. And it, it's yeah, happening. Which is exactly what I did at pick five. I got Took and then Dunkley. That's it. Like, I, I feel like you can't really do much better than that. Yeah, it was probably interesting. We all we all had different positions. Cam, you were obviously pick one. Stato, you were smack bang in the middle, and I had pick nine. I think at the end, I wrote an article uh, last week about draft position and sort of strategies around uh, what to do with each pick. And look, it's going to vary from league to league, and and um, especially league setup. But of course. If you choose to go one way in your draft over another, you can look back and go, oh, shit, I wish I had done that. I obviously did the draft last week in the same format with the AFL Fantasy Mob. And um, I was using my tiers and, and my ranks, and I sort of thought, oh, when I was coming back, I think it was the, the third pick, I was like, oh, there's so many forwards there. There's there's a heap of defenders. I'll just, I'll just wait. I'll grab a midfielder, and um, it'll come back. And, of course, it, you've, you're waiting so long, and it just didn't. Uh, and I was yeah. kind of stuck in no man's land. I went, hey, I'll go heavy on defenders. Ironically, Cam, I ended up with the same defenders you've got here in, in Heppel and Salem, but no mm. one then picked defenders, and I was like, later on in the draft, I'm looking at my defense going, shit, I could have just been picking these guys um, whenever. So maybe because everyone in the community is sort of going, you got to get these forwards, you got to get these forwards, um, the, the, the defenders have just been left. Like, yeah. and, like I love Heppel this year. I, I, he's just huge value. Guys like Shannon Hearn, huge value in my opinion. And, and they're just staying on the board forever. 
I, I think the like something really interesting with the defenders, right? So when you actually get down to the deep defenders, you know, your scrimshaws at 79 average from last year, like that kind of tier, they've all got upside. Whereas the forwards are, they just don't have it this year. Like you get down to, you know, first of all, it drops off a cliff and you've got absolutely nothing left, but then you, you're left with guys like, um, I don't know, Sam Pell Pepper. You know, what the fuck do I do with the Sam Pell Pepper? Yeah. It, hmm. It's always funny that, like, when we sit here in, in the preseason and go, oh, there's no one good, but we know people are going to emerge. We just don't yeah, know. Who absolutely. It is, yeah, absolutely. Right? So I always think uh, people will act so defiant and ingrained in their logic, like, this guy's going to be good. And it's like, of course. Some people are just going to pop. You, you don't know everything. Like we know injury is the biggest factor in people breaking out, and we just see it every year, especially yeah. in the forward line. So I don't know. I don't want to get too carried away. Cam, why don't you run us through your team, um, top to bottom? Uh, start with the defenders, run through the mids, and um, tell us who you got in the midfield. Where do you think your weakness is? What are you going to have to make up over the season with this sort of lineup? Yeah, okay. So, from my defenders, I have uh, Dyson Heppel, Christian Salem, and Nick Hind. Uh, so, basically took on the turn Heppel and Salem together. Similar thinking to what um, maybe you had, Steve, with the uh, Traders boys taking you know, two defenders, second-tier defenders off the board uh, in a row, especially in a 3-4-1-3. I felt that was pretty value, but kind of felt the same in regards to Lots of people maybe, you know, waited till much later and grabbed something of value that could push past them. Uh, I, I will say, Cam, yeah. um, I know I know Steve's uh, a big fan on Dyson Heppel this year, but uh, at the end of the day, the last fielding spot, so the last one you selected on your field, was Nick Hines. So you got him at 120. I think that is fantastic value for someone that's going to be in the 80s. It, yeah, it really did feel pretty good, to be honest. And he sat there for ages, just everyone. I, I yeah. think um, Dossie was saying he was going to pick Veloston over him. You know, I, yeah. I don't know what the stank is on Nick Hine, but I actually think that if the preseason news of Heppel moving to a wing, which is actually good for Heppel scoring, he's proven that he can score a ton in a, on a wing position. Um, and, you know, I, I can't see that being a bad thing for Hind. Uh, yeah, of course. And, yeah, so that felt pretty good. Uh, my midfield is Jack Steele, Callum Mills, Matt Crouch, and Paddy Cripps with uh, James Warple on the bench challenge on this line was uh, probably overspent in injuries, to be honest. So Callum Mills with his limited preseason, Matt Crouch with his uh, groin and, and not playing for so long, it feels a little bit risky. But at the same time, Matt Crouch has tremendous upside and for a, a pick in the 60s, maybe actually could present a lot of value. Um, Callum Mills, uh, I, I still think he's going to be very good this year. And with Paddy Cripps and Warple being interchangeable, uh, Paddy Cripps should uptick, I would think. I don't think he's an 85 guy. I think he's a 95 guy. And Warple could potentially break out. So getting those two on the turn at 100 and 101 feels pretty good. Uh, Darcy is my ruck. And then my forward line, I'd prefer not to talk about, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> Jaden Stevenson... Connor Rosie and Cam Rayner. So I've just gone the complete breakout model. Um, Stevenson, I think, will be good for an 80. Uh, Rosie, if he progresses, he, he could be a 75, 80. And I, I actually think Cam Rayner is going to be massive this year. And I'm pretty happy to have him, to be honest. Uh, Bench, Warpolf, Loston, Rowbottom, Connor West. Who's your support for when Darcy does a hamstring round one? The waiver wire. Right. Yeah. So uh, I saw it like, I wasn't overly concerned with it, to be honest. Like, yes, he's, he's so injury prone, but yes, he's also young and he put together a full season. So I'm, uh, I feel. No, he didn't. He didn't start the season. Yeah. Oh, didn't start the season. He didn't. He didn't play round one. Yeah. But last week you told me that he, he was pushed out by Lloyd Meek and that's wrong. 
The, the, <laughs> it, it was good for the <laughs> argument, man. <laughs> Never let facts get in the way of a good argument. He's, um, yeah, obviously in the, the league setup we have, I, I probably would have gone a, another ruck, but at the same time, my forward line is so depressing that I had to back up the forward line before I backed up the ruck. Cool. Actually, I've got an article coming out soon. Uh, I think it's going to be really interesting for people. It's not player analysis. Again, it's more of a stat-based thing. Jaden Stevenson actually has all the upside in the world. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think he might present top 10 value. Wow. Uh, That's big. In the end, in the forward line. Yeah, but uh, obviously when you go early on the ruck, you're going to pay the piper in another line. That's the fact of it. That's the thing, right? No, I feel like I didn't pay overly heavy in that I have yeah. pretty good defenders, you know, pretty good rack, pretty good mids. It's just the the forward line and, and kind of thinking that someone will present later. Yeah, fair enough. Stato, yep. run us through so your def- mod squad. Yeah, so defenders, I've got Jack Crisp, uh, Alex Witherden, and Nick Newman. So I think the last two who I got mid to late-ish in the draft, uh, I think that they'll hit their peaks this year just through uh, opportunity for both of them. Uh, midfielders, uh, Took Miller, um, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not massively hot on him, but let's face it, he was the highest averaging player last season. His work rate is unbelievable um, and looks like Gold Coast are just starting to get a few injuries, unfortunately. We have talked about their midfield lacks depth, so he's still going to remain their number one. Um, so it was foolish of me to knock him back. So sitting there, have to go. Uh, Taylor Adams, um, Adam Chera uh, and Jager O'Meara. Uh, who I got at 96. The Rucks, I went robbed, so my mind is... Um, so I look three of these players that I got here on hot on. Um, the rest, they were just the best option that was there. So one, Rob, uh, I actually think he'll be a top three Ruck this year. I think his upside is bordering on the tongue. Uh, forwards, I got Josh Dunkley, I got Tim English, so that was the automatic give me ruck support, but also an opportunity that if he does turn into the number one ruck this year, all of a sudden I've got a, a blinding forward. And Errol Goulden I picked up at 105, so the cupboard was getting pretty bare. Um, so there's two ways for Errol. He has a second-year blues and drops his mid-70s uh, down to the 60s and um, not be worthwhile having in your team. Um, or like I'm probably expecting, you just show a little bit more maturity and take the next step and be in the 80s. Uh, on the bench, um, Nat Fife, who I, I like getting late at 116, um, uh, hopefully might get forward status, so it builds up a bit more strength in my forward line. I also got Kane Lambert, um, who's certainly on, I believe, on the way down, but is probably the next best that was available there. Jack Scrimshaw, who I like for upside, bit of support in the defence. And Justin McInerney, uh, I got as a defender mid, so a bit of variety there. I want to talk about um, two things with you, Stato. You mentioned Tim English yep. having that ruck, ruck backup. Do you think in this COVID situation where if you lose, say you've got Riley O'Brien, he's probably a great example. He's a, yep. he's a locked-in number one ruckman, doesn't share time, great great pick. Um, if he, for, for whatever reason, if Adelaide get a COVID sweep through and they have to miss a game, do you think it's yep. actually worth carrying a standalone ruck on the bench, even if it's, say, a Reece Stanley, whoever, just in case of that scenario? Because if it happens to a couple of teams at once, you're going to be fielding God knows who. Yeah, and I was actually where I got Kane Lamb at 125, and I'll have a look, but I'm sure at 123 or 122 he went, uh, the player I was after. Um, sorry, no, it was a little bit prior to. Uh, here we go, 118. Peter Laddams is who I was targeting to be uh, my forward and ruck backup. So I thought that's ideal. I even thought about CCJ, but I'm thinking, no, he's probably in North Melbourne. He's probably third in line. So I didn't actually want to go down that way. So 
I think actually having a ruck back up in a in a year um, that you're going to have so many changes week in week out, and I can tell you I'm living the experience as as we speak. Um, that I think it's hugely important. So I, that's why I tried to have coverage right across the whole board. I think, like, yeah. just listening to that state, I think there's three players that are just super good for that spot, right? So Tim English, even if you take a, a ruck early and have Tim English early-ish as a forward, I think that's a, a brilliant play. Uh, I also don't hate uh, Tristan Cherry. Cherry? Yeah, possibly, yep. As a... As a as that forward play as well, like any any ruck forward that you can get this year, I think is going to present value at some point through the season yep. when someone gets totally agree. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, and on just on that, I want to steer people away from doing the handcuff. Like, say you got yep, um, agree Goldie right, and, and then you go, oh, I'll take CCJ or uh, Big X. Uh, let's call him, uh, as my handcuff. Well, if that team is the one in the COVID situation, the backups are probably going to get it as well, right? Totally yeah, right. Yeah. Totally right. Yeah. Okay, so I'd be picking separate teams uh, in that scenario. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about, Stato, is, is Goulden. Um, do you think there's any chance that he actually pushes up a, a little bit more? There's a bit of um, space on that wing in the Sydney team, or is that just going to be filled by someone else? Oh, there's just so many to pick from there. So I'm a little bit unsure. We just need to see him play. He's certainly got the talent, um, but I, I think they'll like how creative he is. So that high half forward role that he played last year, I just think it's a perfect role for him. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll run through my team. Uh, started off with Tim Tarano, the first forward off the board. Um, but my defenders are Daniel Rich, who was picked 49, which um, he hung around forever. Uh, I got coming at 69 uh, in in the greatest joke yeah, of all time yeah. for the brand. Uh, and did, sorry, Clark, did you did did you pick him just for the gag? Uh, I didn't actually. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I only noticed it afterwards, and I, I didn't even know I had pick 69. I'm like, holy shit, this is. Oof. You know what? Ooh. You know what's crazy about That's coming, right? That's a tweet right there. You you know what's crazy about coming? He's going later. And later in every platform. So in, if you look at our mock draft site, if you look at the AFL fantasy site, the ADPs, he's going like, you, you got like 20 picks upside on him there. It's ridiculous how late oh, so he goes. I, so I went too early. No, well, yeah. <laughs> you, you were coming too early. You, it's kind of funny in the, well, I think this is the 3413 model rather than say a traditional 5715 yeah. where you really stack in mids early. Uh, yeah. so it's just a bit of a different different setup. So got coming Can I say it, a 17 midfielder 10 so 10 team with seven midfielders they would be freaking thin at the end. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, dude, of course. Totally. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and say, say and imagine how bad the forwards are if you got five. I I can't imagine. So like you're looking at what two hundred drafts. You're looking at forwards like Sam Wicks is going to be drafted. You're looking at Hayden McLean. It's going to be drafted. Ooh. Yeah, seriously, ser- I'm looking. At, I'm literally looking at the ADPs of the mock site right now. And if you're looking at a five seven one five. These are people that are going to be at F5. It's dire. Yeah, but wow. that's that's fine. We know we know um, everyone after an F3 is... You, you're basically picking them week to week. Yeah. You're yeah. picking pure upside. You're picking your... There'll be a couple of gems. There will be. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Trent we, we Bianco might be one. So anyway, Hunter Clark, pick 92. Uh, Josh Kelly, my first mid at pick 12. Cam Guthrie at 32, Brad Crouch at 72, Dangerfield at 89, got Romarsh the pride in round six at pick 52, which probably felt like the best value I got on the day. Go through your forward uh, one. Yeah, Tim Tarano at pick nine, still side bottom at pick 29. And? Uh, and? He, and? Well, he's one pick away, but the great man, Jesse, will be uh, my third forward. Oh, wow. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I love Jesse this year, but he's he's t- completely free, so why would I pick him? My bench was uh, Matty Rowell, George Hewitt, 
And I took two rucks just to fuck with Jono because he didn't have a ruck at the time. So I got Toby <laughs> and Curvis. And the big O. Love that. Get around that. Oh, brilliant. Which it kind of worked. Like, I was going to choose a ruck anyway because if Rowan Marshall, I would expect him to pick up forward status in the first um, go round if uh, Paddy Ryder's fit. So he can slot in as my F3 and uh, Nank the Stank or Big O can get into the ruck position. You know, the best gag in the world you could have actually run. Steve, you could actually wait till Jono picks and effectively he's going to be another 14 picks away. You could have messaged every single one of us and say, just pick a Ruckman. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I'm not, I'm not that cruel. <laughs> I mean, that would have today. been fucking hilarious. No, I'm talking about, you know, we could have done this in the 14th round. Yeah, we could have. We could have. It's, um, that would have been like funny that. as fuck. Well, I'm not really, I'm not really up with the jokes that the kids are making these days. Anyway, <laughs> so absolutely balled out with that team. So we'll just run through the first few rounds really quickly. Jack Steele went at pick one. Tom Mitchell picked two. Jack McRae picked three. Brody Grundy picked four and took Mill up. Pick five. Probably expect that in most leagues. Uh, Maxi Gorn, oh sorry, it was some variation. Maxi Gorn at pick six. Rory Laird at pick seven. Zach Merritt at eight. Torano at nine. Uh, Petrarca at 10. Boys, any surprises there or just pretty straight bat sort of stuff? I feel like Petrarca was maybe a little bit early. You'd probably wait till second round um, for him. But like in that spot, you can. it's so late. You can basically expect to get a top-tier forward and a top-tier mid at the same time. And I feel like that's a better play than the Petrarca, than whatever's left. Yeah. And he backed up with Walsh, so uh, Coxie went to mids, where the reality is he probably should have gone uh, a forward yeah. and a mid. Yeah. Well, you can you can say that, but the interesting thing is he probably got two decent forwards. He went double mid and then double forward. He he still got Martin and Dugowie, Like, Yeah, that's incredible, that's, isn't and, it? And, and to yeah. be honest, Cogs, Cogs went beyond Dugowie, so if you wanted him or Heaney... Like, it, it wasn't the end of the world, really. No, nah, true. Uh, Sam Walsh at pick 11, Josh Kelly at 12, Duncan at 13, Oliver at 14, Jared Lyons at 15. And I wanted to talk about Lyons just quickly in terms of where we're seeing him go in drafts and where we're seeing, say, the AFL fantasy site. He's still got an ADP of pick five. We're just not seeing him go there on, say, the nah. simulator. He's going in the second round. We're seeing him in these sort of format drafts. He's going in the second round. And I think it's it's, it's really interesting watching, um, you know, the big sites and where the ADP is with probably your more casual players doing some drafts and, and maybe there's some auto drafts, I don't know, uh, versus what you're seeing from maybe people in the draft community. Yeah. Yeah, mm, and absolutely. How, well, how, how can people get away from that, Stato? Like, say you're going too early on a player when, when there's good value there. Is it just practice? Yeah, it's just practice. And, and look, it's recency biased. So Lockie Neal had a shocking year with injury. Jared Lyons effectively took his time and his main position and become the main ball hunter. So we've talked about this before. The reality was he was always a mid-90s guy and he was always second fiddle to Lockie Neal until last year. So right now we've still got an elevated opinion about Jared Lyons and a down opinion. So my one of my good picks was Doss taking Lockie Neal at 39. So if you go back to last year's draft, Lockie Neal would have been one and Jared Lyons would have been probably 100 and something. No. No, not 100 and something. Surely not. It would, like have, been 30, like, it would 30, have been 30, 30 40. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't look so, at last anyway. year's ADP, can we? Well, he averaged 107. Like, it oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was, I was thinking it was the um, the ninety four. Oh, but but he got the bump from the time on ground. So in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Assume. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Assume it's one of those. It's one of those ones where everyone's looking at the average of last year, right? So you know. Yep. In it. In a um. And it's where we do bias. wrong. Yeah. Correct. And. and it, Lockie Neal is going to be a really good example of recency bias, in my opinion, in that 
you're going to see Jared Lyons drafted before Lockie Neal, but Lockie Neal is probably presenting way better value for, Absolutely. Um, you know, probably a, a higher scoring player this year, I would think. Yeah, and, and we do this each and every year. Whoever was the top scorer last year is in the top two drafted. And the reality is very rare that they actually hold that position. Yeah. So there will only be a few that are sort of around that top mark. So whenever in doubt, I go Jack McRae because yeah, he's consist- on. consistently yeah. around the mark. Yep. Did you see my tweet, Stato, about McRae? No, I didn't. Everyone, Tell us, every, Everyone who's finished above him in the last, I think it was the last three seasons in scoring, has finished below him the following year. Yeah, wow. There you go. So, super, super consistent. Yeah. Yep. Well, so, so someone like Mills, Cam, it feels like if, you, if you're in this big tightly bunched group as a midfielder where you can sort of pick your poison, he, he's probably a bad pick. Right. Uh, I hear you there, especially when you look at his preseason being pretty interrupted and all that. Well, well that's what stuff. I mean. That's, that's yeah. what I'm, yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was, I, I still see so much upside for him. And that's it. You could have got a forward. I could, I could have got a forward there. But so I, I, I went steel, uh, Mills, Darcy, and I probably on the turn could have gone, Oh, no, actually, I disagree, Stato. I couldn't have got a good forward. The top tier of forwards were gone. No, yeah. Well, so three no, picks Trelaw, after your Darcy well. pick. Yeah, three picks after you took uh, Sean Darcy. So this is the back-to-backs. You had Tara and Thomas go. Yep. Um, then, then in the same round, Dustin Marty, then Jordan DeGoey. None of... Uh, then Steve Coniglio. Yep. Um, then Jack Graham. Yep. So yep. all of them happen before well, your next pick. That's correct. But you're talking about all people that I, I would never in my lifetime pick ahead of Callum Mills. Like I, I'm a truther, right? Like I'm a Callum Mills truther. I think he can go. He, he was 110 mm-hmm. last year. I think he can at least go that this year. And I see. Give him slight, another one, Steve. I think I see. Off no preseason. Mm. Off, off no preseason. Off, off some preseason, like. What what we're talking about is no contested. You know what's interesting, Cam, is a guy who's had a great preseason that you went to bat for three went three picks later in Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. Mm. You're fraud. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> At least my fraud face isn't on the fraud draft kit. <laughs> for the trade dollars, people go down to fair point. Go down to the news fair agency point. and get that get that um get that magazine. Straight to the pool room with that shit. Um, whew, yeah, there was a lot of whew. good forwards go straight up. That was when the run really happened. It was people were like, holy shit, if I don't get one of these guys, I'm going to miss out. We had Trelaw go at 22. Thomas went at 24. Uh, Sidebottom went at 29. Martin went at 30. Dugowie went at 31. Cogs went at 34. Heaney went at 35. Wow. Jack Graham went at 38. Like wow. You didn't want to miss out at that point. It was it was done, dude. Dude, it come back to me at what forty, shitting my pants. Right, looking at <laughs> looking at that and just seeing there's literally. Well, you made some bad right. choices there too. Although they they've made your team look good, but you've gone two defenders where the reality is you should have probably. So you could have taken Zach Butters in that group. Oh, uh, I I totally yes, I hear you, and I disagree. Uh, and the reason I disagree is because. Yeah, I'd prefer to start. I'd prefer to start the run than end it. And it, if I drafted forwards, then yeah, but you could have done that. So you could have taken one and one. Is what but, I'm saying. But that that feels like a Steve Fensit. I feel like doubling up in a three four one three with I only need three defenders and taking two of the top, like second tier defenders, actually still feels pretty strong. I hope you realise, Cam, in a lot of this pod, Steve and I have been giving you the derogative... Mm. I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> that's not a bad call, right? Our, we drafted our tits off Stato. That's what happened. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Is that, uh, look, is that wrong? Like, I, I feel like... I feel no, like... no, 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 no. The idea of starting a run. So if you if you go back, so round two... 
effectively, I started the forward run with Josh Dunkley at 16. So, oh, actually, you'll find Hef actually started at, at 13 with Mitch Duncan. So that's when the ball started rolling. But defenders were actually going off the board. Um, so you had Lloyd and Hall. Then they went Burko on the forward. So what you're saying is you started the run for defenders, but all you had to do was decide what's the best from a team, not control what the run is. But it doesn't mean you have to zig or zag. I just look at it and go, well, this is the outcome and this is the best, best player available, the highest tiered player in the most important position that I can take right now. So actually, if I use that logic, I still end up with the same answer. No. Yeah, for you, sure. You... I for sure have butters in a different tier to Dyson Heppel. No, 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 no. So... But but you, the, we're talking in hindsight here. We all know that at a pick 140, there's still Will Power, Jack Scrimshaw, Brody Smith, yep. Darcy Byrne-Jones, yep. Justin McInerney, Jack Sinclair, all still sitting there. Um, who aren't going to be too far away points from, from these guys. I know you could argue that they're, they're higher tier and have a higher ceiling. That's fair. Um, but there were some players. I just there, I would have yeah. gone one on one, not two defenders. So I, I hear you. And the, the challenge would be that someone like a butters, I actually think doesn't have as much upside as those bottom tier forwards, right? So when we're comparing things like, a Heppel and a Salem to a um, Scrimshaw, you potentially got a 20-point upside, right? And with Butters, he his range of outcomes is massive, right? It's so, yeah, but it's, it's, his ceiling potentially is absolutely massive. I, when have we seen it? Like, I, I, I hear everyone is so hyped on him, and I, I, I want to buy into it, but I haven't seen it. And I think it's okay. I'm just talk. I'm just sharing you a strategy. You don't need to pick on individual players and have a crack at their career. Jeez, camp. wow! Mm. It's weird that you've taken you, that. You, you went for his boy. That's this. <laughs> you knew. You knew. It's, weird. <laughs> it's weird that he's taken it personally. Yeah, it's not weird. No, it's I, completely I, on brand. This is what he does. <laughs> Hashtag brand. Yeah. Um. I, I just wouldn't wouldn't have done the double barrel. Okay. Uh, and I actually like those positions, I know it's a long wait to when you get your picks, but when you can go, isn't it always you get to that point and you go, oh, shit, um, there's two really good picks here. I can only take one. And you've just, you're struggling in your head, which one, which way do I need to go? With that little joint position, you can just go smack bang. These are the best two options. Bang, bang. I, I would just, unless you're short on forwards, um, that's the only time I would go double. But you certainly weren't short on defenders. Okay, fair enough. Um, agree to disagree, Soto. That's all right. Just pick Cam Rayner in your top three boards. He'll be there. Go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think it's interesting, mm. and it's what I noticed. If you make a mistake in this uh, shorter format team, you get punished. Yeah. Like, everything's about opportunity cost in draft, and you you have all these players available, and... If you make X choice and what you think is going to happen doesn't happen, you're going to get smoked. Like Probably Cam got unlucky having three top-tier defenders go right before him, but that's the game. Yep. That is absolutely the game. For sure. So anyway, yep. straight on to the list of questions. Stato's got a curry, so we are just going to pump through these. Matty Faz somehow found time no, to us. No, we're not answering. <laughs> no, we're not answering Matty Faz. He wouldn't fucking pick his players on time. We're not answering his fucking questions. What do you ask? That's a shame, Matt. Yeah, um, he wants to know: Did he take Jack Graham too early? I don't think he did. Actually, I thought it was fine. fine. Why didn't you pick him? Oh, that was actually before. It was before me. Yeah, Yeah. it was too. Mm. So would you have picked him there, Cam? I would have picked him there. I was waiting to pick him. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I can send thoughts on the value and value on the value and the value of DPP and the value who did and who should go. Okay. So let's talk about the value of DPPs. Stato, you want to talk us through that ruck forward value and value? Yeah. Um, 
especially this year, it's a unique situation. It's always nice to have flexibility in your squad. <clears throat> so if you've got someone that can cover two positions, then you can fill two gaps effectively. So you um, you can actually fill the weakness hole and then allow someone else to go into the line that's stronger. But the key thing now is, as we've seen with the AFLW, we're going to have players missing on a weekly basis. So your your squad is going to look like Swiss cheese. So DPP all of a sudden has got a lot more importance this year. So actually having players on your bench that can fill different gaps. So um, just with my squad, my last pick, I just made sure had DPP, um, which was a defender mid being Justin McInerney. Um And if there were any other good value ones late in the draft, I would have picked more of those. But it's why I've got quite a few in my squad as well, just to give me the flexibility because this year we're going to need it. So you think it's an interesting one. And Cam, you've probably talked about it with uh, having bigger benches. I just think coaches need to get more comfortable with the idea of dropping players this year that they wouldn't have dropped in the past. Hmm. Anyway, who did and who Ooh, should we just go gave early? you a mm. yeah well, well you know look i'm a th- I'm a thinker, yeah, um, I think about the game and I play it aggressively uh who well, I see it in my league, right I was very aggressive yeah. around the buys last year, got the spoils um and and the coaches who stuck fat and hung on to guys they shouldn't have they miss finals every fucking year, and it drives yeah. me wild. I'm aggressive too, and sometimes it bites you on the ass, yeah, sometimes it does. That's how it is. Uh, who did and who should go early and late? And when the runs start, is there any DPPs that scream to be bumped up? English is one for mine. State, I obviously uh, felt the same way. Yeah. So who Absolutely. who went early? Um, I felt it was a pretty standard sort of draft. Was there any head scratches? Uh, not a lot. I, there was one that Jono sort of amazed me with, and I just wonder whether it's the old salary cap hype. So he went Wayne Malira. Um, I'll just double check whether he's actually on his starting team. Uh, no, he's, he is thankfully the, the fourth defender here, but he went Wayne Malira at 127. And when you think there was Scrimshaw Brody, Darcy joins, uh, Powell, uh, McInerney, Jack Sinclair, all still there. You're talking a bloke that's not proven he's going to last a, a season and likely that his uh, ceiling's around that 70 mark. So he's barely uh, fieldable in the first place. So on the short form here, he shouldn't be considered. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, there's a couple here. I didn't like Perryman and Maynard Cox. Uh, the great man at fifty and fifty one. Don't I think that's just way too early when you got guys like uh, Ridley going behind them. Um, yeah, good call. With I was and, yeah yeah. I, I was pretty. Uh, it's Coxie again. Sorry, sorry Coxie, but I feel like Elliot Yo at seventy might have been a little bit too early. Too early with Brad Crouch, Travis Boak. Um, you know, even the upside um, guys after then probably feel a little bit better. Yeah, um, I mean, I I reckon Elliot Yo's, you know, the one that's got the ceiling. So he can be, you know, mid 100, so 105 or so. Um, so that's that's not a drama. But, look, he went too early with the Perryman and Maynard because he got a, could have got equivalents in the list we just talked about before after 140 and actually got a... A, um, a probably a little bit stronger mid. So in the 15-51 with Perriman and Maynard, he could have squared away a midfielder that had Petrarca, uh, Sam Walsh, and oh, then wow. a pick 15-51. So, um, yeah, it could have worked out a lot better. But, look, again, I went too early in the defence as well. So I did the same thing. And so yeah. did Cam. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's probably a couple of others. I don't I mean Toby Green at 68. I'm obviously completely out on Toby Green, but um, half went him. Hey, look, you put a good team together on paper for the the mock draft. I think that was his strategy. I respect it. It's a fake draft. No one cares. Um, yeah, so true. Toby Green obviously makes your forward line look a hell of a lot better, uh, even when he's missing five games. Uh, as for players <laughs> who went late, 
Ben Keys went at like sixty two. That was um Yeah. Dossie boy. And yeah. and he got Lockie Neal at thirty nine. So there's two big midfield picks for Dossie. Yeah, I th- I think Romarsh was pretty late for me. Yeah, it was super late at fifty two. Felt just not going to really... see that in um in your home leagues. Good value. Taylor yeah. Adams at forty five feels good to me, Stato. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. What was the other part of his question? Um, DPP. Well, we sort of talked about that. Cam. Some say that this draft is still going. Is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's the, the last. Bit literally of the last is. <laughs> Uh, you search it for Elliot Yo, you've already got him, mate. You've already got him. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's actually searching for Nick Rewalt, Stato. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Free, yeah, free having now now done the mock draft, has it changed your views on optimal position for the first few rounds in particular? Yeah. Not me. I Forwards. love pick eight every single year. Pick eight. Oh, positions. really? Pick eight, Cam. Yeah. I I dig I it. I like mid. I like mid in a ten, in a ten team league. I'll t- and I'll tell you why. Because say we talk about well, first off, I love being two from the end because you know two people's teams through the middle rounds of the draft, so you can sort of control control things that way and get better value. But also, remember we talked at the in this show about the top tier players not repeating. Yeah, but we always rank them there, and they always go there. Well, you effectively. Take that out of the equation. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. It's it's sick. That's very good. So anyway, uh, first, did you did you guys have a different thought? Cam, you were at pick one, but not you one. Were pretty, pretty strong on three and four. Not one. Say, you know, if you if you think that one of Steele, Titch, McRae, you know, took can back it up, then pick three or four is is your spot. Do not do not go one. One's terrible. I hate pick one. Terrible spot. First yeah. few mock drafts on the simulator, I felt that 3-4 was a pretty good spot, finishing the top tier, but gradually leaning to more. Pick eight or nine. Yep, controlling the spots. Fair enough. MJ, did I lose any confidence in my drafting after the potato bag said I was stealing his picks? Yes, he did. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> Love it. Russ, where did Trey Rusco go? Uh. Well, well, it was a shallow draft. <laughs> Very shallow. For Trey. Yeah, we didn't get there. Uh, Cam's burner. Why did Cam win the draft? Also, please don't put a poll out. I don't want to see Statesman beat Cam again. <laughs> yeah, why did you win the draft with that shit-ass team, Cam? Oh, yeah, the team's okay, except for all the injuries and forward line. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't win the draft. That's right. All the All the injuries. Simon asks, curious with the uncertainty around Jed Anderson. Yeah, it's a good question. Of if someone rolled the dice and picked him, pretty certain he got picked up. It was Hef, I yeah, think. Yeah, Warney. Oh, Warney was oh. it. No, it might have been. You might be right. It might be Hef. But he he definitely went and it was a, you know. He no, sta- no, no, I'm sure it was Warney. Yeah, he definitely stayed late was the thing. So, like. I, I was taking him that round. He took him the pick before me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. So, that's why I think it was Warney. Just have a look, and I thought, yeah. So he got him at one hundred and six. So that's a late. potential top ten for yeah. And but we know the reason why. Yeah, and it's it's a completely valid reason. So he might be he might be super good value if you want to roll that dice. Frio also asks, did the draft automatically finish after coming was taking at a very nice pick? <laughs> no, but my computer exploded. And the boys can attest to that with how it's running tonight. Uh, yeah. Gorn Fritchin asks, what round did the rush, of, or the first rush of forward start? Instantly. Stato, you seem to think it was round two, but I'd say it was really round three. Right. Well, okay. once those, well, you can't really say it was a rush if it, you're saying it's round two and then after a forward goes, the, the three three defenders go straight after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair call. Fair call. So it was, maybe yeah, you're right. It's round three, but between round three and four is where it is. Like if, if you kind of look at so round four for us was uh, Dugowie, Canelio, Heaney, Jack Graham. That's probably you know four out of ten is pretty pretty clear run. 
but I think, and I think it speaks to the players we're talking about. Is they carry a lot of risk, like Trelaw. Who knows, Dre? Hello. Um, side bottom, Martin. Who's barking? Taran. Ninja's food. <laughs> what rounded forward pool dry up looks very shallow this year. I asked what he meant. Um, pretty much where it got to the fuck me point. I. What did you guys think? I don't think it, it in a four three one three. I didn't think. Or three four one three. Sorry, I didn't think it ever got that bad. No, and it shouldn't. Yeah, it's only hundred really beyond players. Beyond beyond your thirty, I mean, Jade Gresham got picked, so who knows? But beyond that, it really went to hell after that. Then you, unironically, looking at guys like Matt Taverner. Yeah. But like Jeremy Cameron's still on the board, like he could bounce back. I, Tom yeah. Hawkins is there, like they're fine. I've, I kind of disagree. So, so for example, right? So I was leading into my uh, would have been end of round eight, start of round nine turn pick, and I'm looking at Shea Bolton. He's sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably good value if I pick him up there. And he goes just before my pick, and literally all that's left at that point is Connor Rosie and Cam Rayner. So we've already seen, it, like, there's no no longer a player with upside left. So I don't... I, what, you, so you don't think what? Connor Rosie has upside? No, but the, they're the guy, like, they're the two that have upside, right? And and there's no one after that. Like it, Oh, it, shit, man. Like, Jack Higgins has upside, guys like that. Or I don't think he does. I think that's unfair. Zach Butters has upside. He's well um, before no. that, though, isn't he, Sam? I, I, I know. I'm yeah. only joking. Um, but, look, you do have people like Will Phillips. I mean, we're talking even yeah. way later in the draft. He's got massive upside. But, it, but uh, So the the example would be you go from Shea Bolton to Cam Rayner very quickly, right? And it, it, that that's the drop-off for me. Uh, Sam Flanders wasn't looked at, too. So... Don't ever think that Sam Flanders is not one of the solutions for Gold Coast inside midfield role. Why do they need him? You're so high on him, Stato, and I I can't. Are see you, him. Steve? Who Sam Flanders? Yeah, I'm, I'm not not personally not this year. Um, he's and if you've ever worked me out, it's all about the memes. <laughs> yeah, Butters Flanders, very good. I, st- I really still think there's guys who could be okay there. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, <laughs> Thompson Dow. That's dude. That's oh, what you're. Uh, that's what you're looking uh, at, man. It's it's Dan- Daniel Rioli. So we're talking. Almost, he averaged seventy-eight point four in his last five, and that half-back role. That's where he's training. You're looking at. He's still on the board. You're looking at Errol Golden, which you know, fair enough. You're looking at Pete Laddams. Actually, Pete Laddams is a fantastic pick there. Will Brody, like they're the kind of guy, the caliber of guys that you're looking at at that tier. Well, what's All I'm saying that? is, I don't understand that. Sorry, Jack, well, but Jack what are you expecting? But if you're drafting an F4, you're not expecting a fucking F1. That's the bonus. They're not F4 though. That's the thing. Like we're looking at. So this is a three-four-one-three league, and we're looking at you know thirty mids, thirty forwards being off the board at the end of the draft. This is at pick 80. It's early. Like, we're seeing these guys having to be drafted early because of how early those forwards are going. Sean Higgins is still on the board. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to play. He's, is, he's got Tom, upside. Tom Hawkins is on the board. Tom Stop talking about my entire Cats forward line. Making me depressed. Joe Danaher's, on, Joe Danaher's there. <laughs> Darcy McPherson. Well, fuck it. If there's one injury to that Gold Coast midfield, which is thin as shit, yep. bang, Darcy McPherson. Rory Lobb's still there. If Meek and Thingy Bop get injured, which they frequently do, bang, Rory Lobb can get in and get injured. Alex Alex Neil Bullen. Alex, yeah. He was fine last Tom year. Tom Sparrow. Yep. Absolutely. Likely, likely Coleman medalist, Aaron Norton. Keen to yep. have all of those players on my starting field. Well, you don't have to have them all. I mean, Harry Morrison was fine for stretches last year. Yep. Very true. My boy, Ryan Burns, still there. I guess to, Ooh, and to end... There's a breakout. Yeah. There's there's a breakout. Is you've Jeremy got Cameron, uh, Finn McGuinness. 80? 
Finn McGuinness is great. <laughs> yeah, right. Finn McGuinness will be great for five seven one five four leagues. Um, but all I'm saying is like by pick eighty, try and have at least three forwards because otherwise you kind of yeah no I kind agree of with it. That's why you yeah, don't you go can't. two defenders at forty and forty. Shut up, Stato. But You sort of denied that. Shut yeah, up. Shut true, up. True. Well, I think this is the thing in a five seven one five. Like you could take three forwards at the end of the thing. Like you could take Josh Battle. Well, Nick Caulfield just went down. He's like a top twenty in the league marks mm, per true. game player. There's no reason Josh Battle can't inherit some of that. Has been training down back. Stato, you've loved him in the past. Did you yep. take your boy Coleman? Cam? Well, he's uh, still there. He, yeah, but he's later. Daniel Riol is still there. Oscar Allen's still there. He could break. I actually, I haven't seen that Dan, Dan Rioli's been training down back, to be honest. Former, former, you know, end of season standout Connor Nash is still on the board, Cam. My boy, uh, Lord and Saviour Connor Nash. Um, I took a different Connor, Connor West. I think my Indian's gone to Pakistan. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> I don't know what that means. My dinner. You've Go been gas bagging on one point for about 20 minutes. Any more questions well, from Adelaide? You've joined Steve? in. No, that was it. That was it. Let's wrap it okay, up. Cool. All right. Beautiful. See you next week. Remember, get the <laughs> listening league entries in. Buy the, buy the kit. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, you don't even need a diorama and you can potentially yeah, join. Exactly. Yeah. You can just hang out with me and Jono and drink piss. Yeah. Be good peeps. Are you throwing on bar tab, Steve? No. That was a no. That was a very <laughs> slow answer. So That's definitely a no. It hurt. Well, I, didn't want, we... I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't want to pay for any, but Jono shot it down. <laughs> Sounds like we cut the pod before that then. <laughs> Are we finishing? I'm yeah, still recording. Surely. No, we're done. Surely. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.